Welcome to This Creative Life Radio. I'm Felicity O'Connor. Creative women all over the world are unblocking and recovering their creative journey while they rewrite the rules for creative success. Join me as I explore the lives of people engaged in successful creative work and unlock helpful tips that leave you inspired and ready to create. Well, welcome back to this Creative Life podcast. I'm Felicity O'Connor and thrilled to have you listening in again this week. It's been a really busy little period here uh, for my beautiful Art Activators, uh, which are part of my Art Activator program and leading into the time that they're going to have their first exhibition in Sydney, 27th of November through to the 10th of December in Belmain, Sydney. And you'll see some postings coming up on that and you'll see a link in the show notes. Um, Obviously, we would love to have you Come along if you're in the area. We have a beautiful opening night planned for the six artists involved, uh, and that is on Friday the 1st of December at 6pm. Like I said, the details of that will be in the show notes. But today we're going to speak to the second of the six gorgeous artists that are involved in this whole project, the Her Story exhibition. And um, I would like to welcome to the podcast today our gorgeous ceramicist, Alicia Taylor. Welcome, Alicia. Hi, Felicity. (laughs) It's so nice to be able to have a chat with you. And um, for me, I've been really learning quite a lot about ceramics, getting to know you and what you you do. But let's start at the start, which is um, a little bit about how you got started as an artist. Was it ceramics that you started with or where did all that journey begin for you? Well, I think I've always been a creator. Um, Actually, probably more correctly, I've always liked uh, transforming things. Mm. So all my life it it could be seeds into a garden, flour into bread, fabric into clothing, and then ultimately it became turning clay into vessels or sculpture. Gorgeous. Oh, I love that. It's gorgeous. What what do you think it is about the transforming that that is of interest to you? I like taking um, something that has very little value as it is and transforming it into something with a great value, especially um, personal items that I can use in my everyday life. Um, Mm. I've been an at-home mum for a a long time, so creating that transformation in my domestic life has um, been incredibly important to my journey as an artist. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I mean, I'm always really interested to know for any artist, you know, what it is that, that they love about being an artist. And you, but you're saying there's a real kind of connection to the process of what you do that, that feels fulfilling in some way. Yeah, it's, it's almost a compulsion. It's so tied up with who I am that, yeah, I, I can't see it being any other way. I've always transformed something mm. into something else. Mm. Well, that's, yeah, it's a great word. I, I, I actually hadn't ever thought about that word, particularly, I suppose, as an, as an artist. And, you, you know, you're working in a really different medium to, to me. Um, but that's fascinating. I guess when I think about clay, it's such a direct transformation, isn't it, from a lump of some sort of stuff yeah. <laughs> into something else. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, everything I'm attracted to is taking a lump of flour or lump of seeds or a lump of clay and turning it into something of value and beauty. Oh, that's just gorgeous. Yeah. What's, tell me about, again, thinking about being an, an, an artist, uh, what is it that you find hard about that? 
Um, mostly it's a time thing. Yeah. Uh, time has been probably my biggest struggle. Um, as you know, I still have a young child at home and it's difficult to find the time, but I've been so motivated that I've just found it and made Fantastic. it happen. Fantastic, fantastic. I think when you've got that hungry, you do, don't you? And I mean, you know, gosh, you're, you're a mum, you know, you're a wife, you're running a household, you're dealing with a lot of things. And out of all the, you know, the art activators in our, in our art activator program, you know, I often think you're the one that just must juggle so much. Um, we're all, we can all use time as an excuse, but somehow you don't use it as an excuse. You find it. And I think that's been really admirable to watch your, uh, determination around that and you've had some challenges and you've had some hurdles and I've as I said I've been learning a lot about ceramics listening to you and going oh my god you can get that close and think you've got it all done and then something goes wrong with your kill it's like oh that must just kill you but you've been very determined and and as I said then you've got to rejuggle your time don't you I guess if everything in the kiln goes to shit then what you just start again yes that's exactly what I have to do (laughs) I literally have to start again um, so, yeah, I, I've kept going. Um, and what I've found in terms of my family and myself, it's actually become almost the most valuable thing I can do is commit to my art for my family because I'm a better person, I'm happier, and I'm able to be more focused with them now that I'm able to have that time mm. to do what I'm passionate about. Mm. Like It's sort of like that self-expression, is it? Is that you know, you're, you're, you're better, you're better altogether when you're doing that. Yeah, and I, I yeah. think a lot of mothers have that and it may not be yeah. art, it could be exercise or whatever yeah. their interest is, being able to give that time to yourself, you're able to better give your time to your family. Yeah, fantastic. And, you know, again, I think your commitment to being part of our Art Activator program is a reflection of that. You know, you turn up to our live calls every week, you participate, you, you know, you, you chat online as, as, as we have in our private Facebook group, you, you know, you really find a way to be connected to that. And I can see that how essential that is to your well-being. So, yeah, congratulations. Again, I think that's a real testimony to you. Tell us about your materials. Tell us for people, let's imagine we've got people listening um, that know absolutely nothing. They know clay and they know nothing about the process of creating something from that lump, lump of clay. Tell us about what you do particularly and the style that you use? A style that I use? Um, well, obviously I use clay. I, use, I actually use a variety of clays. Um, I do two main work. I hand build vessels or sculptures, and then I also do a lot of wheel work. It depends on what I'm creating um, as to the best method to go about that. Mm-hmm. And from clay to clay, they all have different personalities. It's quite beautiful. I can be using um, a strong gritty clay and then try and switch over to something like porcelain and it behaves in such a different way. We almost have to meet each other again. So it's always wow. a challenge between the materials. And so do you choose the type of material according to what you feel like being in contact with, if I can put it that way, or... It, how does that all happen? Like, do you say, look, I'm more in a porcelain type of mood today, so I'll go for the porcelain? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Sometimes that is the way it happens. Yeah. But also it, different clays will give you different outcomes in the kiln um, and different clays also are suitable for different methods. So for hand building, I'll use quite a different clay 
from maybe when I'm on the wheel. Um, and yeah, and it has a lot to do with how the glaze will then interact with that clay and what results it will give me. And if it's able to stand up to the form I'm wanting to create. Okay. And then the glazes seem a whole science in itself. Like, and it really does sound like science. Mm, and yeah, I feel like a sort of mad wizard when I'm in there <laughs> creating these concoctions. Um, <laughs> it is, it's a little bit of science and it feels like a little bit of magic. And um, yeah, that's the other part of ceramics I like. You give your gifts to the kiln and it will return to you what it pleases almost it feels sometimes so. you're a brave woman you're a brave woman <laughs> so so tell me again about about glazes so how, how does that you is that there's recipes isn't there about how you put yeah. glazes together and and tell us a little bit about that process well yes it's basically recipes you either potters are very always very generous um, as a group and tend to share them quite freely so um, you need to choose the right glaze for the right temperature in the kiln. That's really important. And mm -hmm. a glaze that will also match your clay um, because clay and glazes all shrink at different rates. And so we need to find the right match for the right clay. So there's lots of testing involved, lots of science, lots of experimentation. Um, yeah, so and basically you get the ingredients together, you put your ugly dust mask on for safety. <laughs> Right. Make sure the children are well away <laughs> <laughs> and get to the process of mixing. And, and it's fun. You can always make adjustments. I've just made three different glazes that all have the same base. But with the small addition of different oxides, I can completely transform that glaze into something else entirely, a different colour, a different sheen. Yeah. Wow. A different surface. Okay. So did you, it's reminded me a little bit about mixing colours, I suppose, as a painter um, yeah. and just kind of knowing, you know, what, what your burnt umber does when you mix that in with your cadmium yellow, et cetera, whatever. Um, what, where did you learn all this? Because that's one thing I've also got to know about you. You have an enormous technical knowledge about your field. Where, where, did, all, where did you get all that from? Um, well, in 2002, I moved to Alice Springs with my family for work, not for my work. And my son was at preschool age and I think I'd been home for eight years and suddenly found I would have five days a week with my afternoons free and I immediately went looking for art classes. So, and I was very lucky in such a small town, so remote to find a TAFE. And so I enrolled in the ceramics and drawing class. I quickly found myself sneaking out of the drawing class to go into the <laughs> ceramics <laughs> next door and the lecture was thankfully very tolerant of my behavior um and i had a wonderful teacher there susie who allowed me and lots of the other students to come in and use the studio whenever we were free as long as there wasn't a class on and she was such a great support in my knowledge i also sought a lot of knowledge i did a lot of reading and a lot of learning through that period and then after a couple of years of study, Susie offered me the technician's job for the studio at the TAFE. And that's where my real learning began, how to run a studio, how to, I already knew how to glazes, but go further into that, how to fire different kilns and get different results out of kilns. So um, that was so vital 
to me becoming a, um, a ceramicist. And then unfortunately my um, teacher became ill and needed to take, I don't know if it was six months or a year off, and she asked me to come in and teach the classes at the time. Wow. And that was another fantastic learning experience because that's where I learned to trust my knowledge and trust my abilities as a ceramic artist. Gorgeous. Oh, God, that's, that's divine intervention there for sure. I can, I can <laughs> sense it. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. So, that, that, yeah, I mean, I think I vaguely knew some of that story, but I didn't quite realise how you'd been thrown in the deep end there and then, you know, just found your way. It, it went really well. <laughs> it yeah, was yeah. Fantastic experience. No wonder you know so much about this stuff. <laughs> Tell us, um, Alessia, about your part of the Her Story exhibition that we're holding, as I mentioned, in Belmain, Sydney. Um, and I know you're really excited and appropriately nervous about being uh, exhibited yeah. in a gallery. <laughs> Very normal, I think. I think all, yeah, but excited, exactly. I think we can all relate to that. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to be putting into the exhibition so people that are interested in coming along could come and... Firstly, they can come and meet you on the opening night, which is really cool. So they can definitely come and say hi and ask you directly about what you do. They might even have some technical questions for you now, now that we know that you're <laughs> so well adversed in those things. But tell us about the work that's going to be in this show. Well, I've created a series called The Ladies, or as we talk about them, my boo pots. So the boo pots, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, when I uh, when making these, I've thought a lot about um, women's relationships with other women and how vital these relationships are to us in so many different ways. Um, you know, we basically lay ourselves bare, so hence the bare-breasted pots, and we can look to each other and for support and guidance when we, you know, joys, successes, triumphs, failures. Um, yeah, we go to these relationships and we find the support we need because as women we all share a common experience of being a woman and we really understand what that means. And it became even clearer to me in this um, wonderful group of artists you've gathered together <laughs> for the <laughs> exhibition. We really have supported each other and we've gone through the highs and lows and we really understand where we're at, what we're doing, and we're able to support and guide each other. Um, and once we're there at the opening that evening, it will, besides being a celebration of what we've achieved in the art, it's almost a celebration of women coming together to work towards a common goal. Oh, just uh, that's just so well put. That's exactly right. And and to add to that, of course, um, you know, we're holding a number of, of really interesting little educational events throughout the two weeks that the exhibition's on. And it's all focused on women's issues, women's empowerment, equality, education, all those sorts of things. So it ties in with exactly what you've just said. And, of course, I didn't mention earlier, but the six artists that we're talking about that are involved in the Her Story exhibition are, of course, all women. And that's where we've been focusing a lot of our energy about exploring what that story is. So I think you've put your finger right on it really beautifully there. And your work clearly is a very direct connection to that story, your story and the story broadly for women connecting with, with other women. And um, 
So we've got the boo pots coming and I can't wait to actually see the boo pots because I've seen photos of them and they look absolutely amazing. Is there other work of yours that will be in the Her Story exhibition or are we just going to be doing the boo pots or you've not decided yet? No, there's one other piece. Um, there's a hand belt piece that um, came out of Kiln this week. It's looking good. Mm. I was very grateful to the Kiln Gods. Lots of <laughs> and little prayers to the Kiln Gods. To the Kiln Gods, right. <laughs> they give their gifts. <laughs> um, and it's a very important piece. I, um, after doing all of that teaching and learning, I actually took a big step back to ceramics for 10 years. I focused on my family and lots of other things were happening in my life. And um, I experienced a personal loss two years ago, just over two years ago. And I was pretty lost. I was pretty sad. And so at that point, I needed to do something. I needed to do something positive and powerful. I needed to essentially rebuild myself. And shortly after that loss, all I wanted to do was hand build a big pot. Wow. It may have taken me a year to actually sit down. I think it was at my kitchen bench because I didn't have a studio at that time. And I built it and I felt the energy and joy coming back into my life. Wow. So this is, this is very much, I suppose, artist therapy or, or <laughs> therapy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's about the power of um, being able to feel better. You, you, can, you can be a, you can take positive reaction, action, sorry, mm-hmm. to heal yourself and move Fantastic. And I, I guess the, the, you know, the visceral nature of that building with your hands was, was, was really therapeutic. And, and so that, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a piece that we're going to be able to see in the exhibition. Which, it is. Um, and it comes back to transform me again. I literally transform myself through a pot. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Gorgeous story. Fabulous story. Um, Alicia, it's, it's such a pleasure to, to know you, to watch your process um, through being part of the Art Activator program. I am just so delighted that whatever happened to make you make the decision to join in the first place, we're just so thrilled that you did because uh, it's been an honour to have you as part of that program and it's certainly a great honour to have you as our one and only ceramicist that's in our Her Story exhibition. And as I said earlier, to meet Alicia and the other artists, please come along to our opening. You can RSVP on the website, www.herstoryexhibition.com. We'll pop that up in the show notes. Um, we will celebrate all of this with Alicia and the other artists when we get together there in the gallery. And thank you so much, not only for your beautiful contributions today, but to, to your incredibly valuable contributions to the group and to other women. And I think much of your story is likely to be very inspirational to others. And we're very appreciative and grateful for that. Alessia Taylor, thank you so much again for being on our podcast today, your 15 minutes of fame. You did fantastically. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thanks so much. And we'll see you down in the gallery. Bye for now. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you're feeling really ready to jump into your creative life. If you'd like more information about my inspiring 12-week online program to seriously unblock your creative life, pop on over to my website, Felicity O'Connor 
www.thecreativeoutlet.com and go to the Work With Me page. If you're after a super friendly, helpful community of creative people to hang out with, you must check out my amazing Facebook group called From The Easel and join hundreds of artists and creative people that have discovered that they don't have to take this journey alone.